Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Heifert. And I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Heifert. We're the Unhallowed Reviewers, and we are going to be doing the second wave of Telluride Horror Show uh, teasers. Um, previews. Preview teasers. Previews. Well, no, that's not what you meant. Dang it. And I, yeah, we're, well, we're obviously hell, I mean, super excited. It it's true. Um, we do have to deal with them on a regular basis. Um, I, I, yeah, we're obviously we're super excited for Telluride. It's uh, going to be starting next Thursday, and uh, a week from today, and or well, I guess tomorrow. A week from whatever. When do we post this? I don't know. This is live. Oh, we don't. We just we share this. Yeah, we just so listen archived. to it. Boy, that's really. Bo- that's. I didn't know that you were doing that. Oh, you, did you want me to post them? Oh, I, I thought we were, but I guess <laughs> I'll just... Oh, crap. All right. Well, this is awkward. I mean, I'm good. All right. Fine. Let's, let's do like, this. Okay. These are we're from gonna... my personal collection. I listen to these over and over again when I'm sad. <laughs> and, and you're lonely and you just want to hear yourself talk? No, I just want to hear us talk together. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Don't ever let them tell you a demon doesn't have a heart. <laughs> it's just black and cold and ashy. <laughs> so, as far as we're familiar uh, with the Telluride scheme of things, it looks like the majority of the movies, besides Possessor and uh, Reunion, right, are going to just be able to be watched anytime throughout the time of the festival, which is Thursday to Sunday at midnight. I don't know what time it starts Thursday, probably Thursday at midnight, but, you know, don't quote me on it. Uh, so, um, you get your pass, and you get to watch movies, um, you know, until the sun comes home throughout those time, that time period. Yes, I think the only, I think the only two exceptions are, uh, two of the feature films, uh, one of them Possessor, um, and the other one Reunion. You're not even listening right now. No, I guess not. Did you, you did say that? (laughs) Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so he's right there. Those two are showing on Sunday, and they're going to be like the secret show equivalent, I think, on Sunday. If you're familiar with how the festival normally works, there's some secret shows that come out on Sunday. But they're not so secret. And Reunion are going to be the equivalent to that, I think. They're not so secret, but it's okay. Secret, secret, they're not so secret. Copyright strike. Um... (laughs) <laughs> so let's talk about the wave two uh for tell your horror show um we're all excited for it so you should be too um but let's get into the movies and then we'll talk about the shorts that we're excited about yeah let's do this thing all right so, so yeah do you want to get just a what's it yeah do you want to start somewhere or should we just dig in no let's go all right so um i have a list that's not a uh, sickles list but we're just gonna wing it so uh, Bloodthirsty is the first movie I have on my list, and it, the only reason I put it on here at the very top uh, was because we both saw it, already reviewed it, and we both liked it. Uh, we saw it at um, Fantastic Fest, that happened, and it's kind of showing around the circuit, so you should be able to see it if you can't catch it at Telluride, but it's a pretty good uh, pretty good movie. Um, it's a little, it's like, it's a, it's got a nice combination of artsy and not artsy stuff that even makes me like it, so there's that. Yeah, I also thought that uh, your commentary on the, um, what I assume is original music that's produced in the movie, um, I also thought was really good. Yeah. I thought that it, it fit the 
theme of the film really well, but also was, I agree, something that I would listen to outside of the movie. It was really good. It was really interesting, and I I love that part about the movie. I really do want to find that soundtrack. I agree. Uh, So check it out, you know, if you're interested in music or, you know, transformation. I I don't know how much we're supposed to talk about that movie in terms of what happens, and I don't want to spoil it. No, that'll be it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The next one I have on my list is Faking a Murder. Um, I didn't really look into who was directing this too much, because I think I clicked on the name and didn't recognize anybody, but... um, I, I couldn't tell what it was supposed to be, so I'm getting kind of like a, um, you know, how to deter a robber style vibe where it's like probably a comedy or maybe it's not, and I'm not really sure what's supposed to happen with it, but I think I'll watch it because it'll be a change of pace, I think. Yeah, it, it's about these two guys that um, are like filming like a documentary to try to catch this or try to find out if this like uh dude that made this video is a serial killer or not or something and they're in over their heads i i it it gives me this like digging up the marrow vibe um not in the sense of it being supernatural at all um but the way that they film it it's it's not it is found footage technically if you wanted to put it under that massive umbrella but it's the documentary style so it gives it that little extra bit of realism to it um like kind of like digging up the marrow did i think yeah. or digging up the marrow kind of starts out with like it's like pre-produ- pre-production type stuff they're like you know t- talking to everybody about how they're they might do this thing and they're interviewing a couple of people about it before they even really approach the main guy and i feel like the same thing here like these guys are like trying to convince their family that it's a good idea for them to go and try to track this guy down. And they're doing like conventions and maybe even seemingly trying to raise some money for the documentary. So it's got this kind of more, this like more in depth realism to it. And those tend to like draw you in more, give you a little bit more um, tension when things actually ramp up. It's like like weird indirect character development that doesn't feel like typical character development. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not as uh, in most cases, these usually aren't as tropey. I don't think as as traditional conventional found footage can be. Um, not all, but some most are uh, can get very tropey and very predictable. Not all, but all, yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, it'll it'll be. I think that realism will help bump it up a notch mm-hmm. um, and make it more interesting. I'm interested in seeing it. I just wasn't quite sure how to classify it. Um, oh, for sure, it's it's hard it. to tell. Yeah. It's hard to tell, and I think that it is going to be more serious from what I could tell. From the trailer, but okay. I'm sure it will be like Digging Up the Mario, where it'll have some goofy parts in it. Okay, okay, okay. I'm more excited yeah. about it now, because, I mean, I, as much as I love horror comedy and dark comedy, like, I think that, you know, certain premises are better done not that way. Agreed. And, I, yeah. I mean, we talk about movies that have had, like, that kind of treatment, right? And I think um, Behind the Mask, the Leslie Vernon story is probably one of the better movies I've seen lately that kind of did that typical, that kind of documentary trope. Um, yeah, that one was really humorous. So, um, it, yeah, this it, one it's hard to do that right. Yeah, this one gives me more of like a, of a catfish vibe. Um, and it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, and I don't remember the end result of it. But like, I, I can't remember if it was real or not. Like, if it was a legit documentary or not. And some people may think I'm really stupid for not knowing that, but I I really don't remember um, if it was actually supposed to be a real documentary. And so it gives me that vibe. Like if it was, if that was a fake story, um, this seems almost exactly like that, but with a serial killer mm-hmm. instead of just some lady catfishing these guys. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. 
So the next one we got on our list is called the Oak Room. Um, so I, I, I'm seeing trends right now, right? There, there's there's a lot of trends happening in my mind. And maybe it's just trends of movies I'm watching, or maybe it's trends that are actually happening. But one of them revolves around werewolves. There seems to be a lot of, like, werewolf movies out, like, coming out or around things like Teddy and the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Like, those movies are out, out and about. Well, I didn't want to spoil that part, but, yeah. You know, bloodthirsty is technically. About I think you get that horror. vibe from the. It's, okay. Yeah, it's 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 classified as body horror werewolf movie. So. But yeah, so you get so yeah, so werewolves are becoming a thing again, and I don't know. I, I just watched um, American Werewolf in London for the first time like the other day, and I don't know if that's just triggering me on werewolves or not. But anyway, that's not what I'm talking about here. The other trope that I'm seeing is, um, in the review that I wrote for Scare Me, it's like this new kind of like anthology trope where you, like, tell stories to each other, but you don't actually, like, direct a short, you know? And Oak Room, I didn't watch a trailer for it, but it, the premise was that this dude's telling a story to a bartender or something like that, and he gets in the shit for the story he tells. So I'm not sure if it's supposed to be, like, a a movie like like that's kind of, like, scare me, where they're exchanging stories and things escalate, or if it's just, like, the that's the MacGuffin, right? Where it just, like, he tells a story, and then everybody thinks he's this psycho killer, and then he has to escape or something. Or none of those it, things. It's really hard to tell. Um, having watched the trailer, it's it's hard to tell exactly what's happening, but that makes it more interesting to me. But it, it, it seems that like you it's don't almost... you know what's happening? It makes it more yeah. interesting? Okay. Yeah. Like, it, because it's just like this guy walks into a bar, but then there's like... And then it shows like two more instances of two other individuals walking into the same bar, I think. And it seems like they're all telling their own stories and their own timelines. And somehow they're going to intersect. I don't know. It's it like it's it leaves a lot out that you have no idea what's happening, but I think it makes it look really interesting and it it looks like it all escalates into some I pretty intense like, stuff, but I always just come back to crash when I see stuff like that, right? Like you just have multiple stories intersecting. Yes. And it's got the um and I'm very sorry that I do not remember his name, but it's the uh, son from uh Breaking Bad is one of the main people in it. I don't remember the actor has a name. He does have a name, <laughs> but uh, he's in it. The famous ones did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, mean, I can both ways on this one. I'll probably watch it because of the nature of the festival. That's like one of those things, you know. And then, and then we also were talking about uh, Books of Blood um, because it's this new Hulu movie out uh, anthology that's not movie. At the festival, right? No, no, no. But it's just that what I just happened to catch it. But in the trailer for um, the Oak Room, one of the actors from Books of Blood is in it. Okay. So, yeah, I thought that was a little interesting little yeah, tidbit. But again, not important enough to remember. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to move. I know the the one that we we're gonna, all going to talk about for a bunch of time in the movie section, <laughs> so I'm going to move that one to last. Oh, uh, come on. We've already uh, talked about it on the podcast. We don't need to keep talking about it just because you're excited about it. I just uh, want to talk about it forever. Can we just keep talking about no, it forever? No, you haven't even seen it yet. Just chill out. You're gonna like you're gonna like Donnie <laughs> Darko yourself. Um, <laughs> Reunion is the next one that I'm gonna uh, pick on a little bit. I think because anytime a movie self is a self-proclaimed psychological thriller, I like do like the Drake meme where I'm like, Nah, dog. Like I've just been burnt <laughs> on psychological thrillers so much. Actually, no. Let me let me describe what's actually happening. I was burnt on two psychological thrillers in a row when I was a young demon, and that made me never want to watch any of them again. And so when I find them, I'm always surprised that they're better than I think because I never give them a chance. Just well, what were the two? I was curious. Secret Window and Hide and Seek. 
Oh, those are both terrible. Right? They're the worst yeah. ones. They're like the worst ones. And neither but of them have psychological idea. thrillers like Identity are awesome. I, right, I agree. And that's what I'm saying is like, I'm, <laughs> I'm willfully ignorant of the fact that I've seen good psychological thrillers. And if, and like even ones that play the psychological thrillers but aren't like the un, the unborn or the one with like the the daughter who's going crazy but it's actually her sister's ghost that's trying to warn her that her mom is crazy or something or she killed her mom. I don't know. I'll have to remember it later but... Um, the Uninvited is what it's called. Uh, but like that movie came, came off as a psychological thrill, and then all of a sudden it was like switch up to a ghost, which is the kind of thing that I prefer. But you're right, like Identity is a good one. Um, Mindhunters is another good one that's kind of psychological. Yeah. Um, so you're right. I mean, again, but if if you if you if your big selling point is your psychological thriller, like, and you don't really have much else around your plot or your description, I'm kind of gonna just like write it off. You know, until I hear people say good things about it. That's pretty intense. Poor reunion. Didn't even get a chance. Well, so that's why you're here, though. That's why we don't we don't do this one at a time. So, what do you think about reunion? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I also think it's terrible, but for different reasons. No. Um. So, like the the plot is like a pregnant woman returns to her recently deceased grandparents' old family home to spend time with her estranged mother, and what begins as a tenuous reunion slowly turns terrifying. Um, And it kind of reminds me of the similar plot to Relic that just came out recently, Um, where uh, these two sisters go back to their mom uh, after she's kind of their estranged mother who's kind of losing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so it kind of feels similar to me to that one, and that movie was really good. But can um, any it, movie do that as well as the Taking of Deborah Logan? You probably didn't like that movie, did you? No, I did. Um, I guess it's a rhetorical question. It was a more of a statement for the audience, not not like a discussion that we need to have about the. Yeah, there. I mean, they, those were both good, and they both kind of covered similar subject matter uh, in regards to Relic and uh, Take. uh, Taking of Deborah Logan, and, and so I, I I don't know if. I guess if this is too on point with what we've already seen, then it's not really breaking new ground. But there is and, something to be said about genre films, and I'm getting more and more into the idea that I'm okay with a movie. I'm I'm more forgiving of a movie if it is an entry in the genre, but it's not terrible, right? Like, because it's good to have a set of movies to choose from when you want to show people that kind of theme or topic or genre, right? So yeah. that's my counterpoint. But sorry, finish your thought. Oh no, that's it. I think I'm done. All right, cool. We'll see you later, everybody. I guess we're done here. Uh, no. So this one, this next one, isn't tr- isn't truly a movie, but it is not being shown as a shorts block. So I wanted to refer to it in this section that we're in now. Um, but if you're not familiar with Quibi, uh, Quibi has a show called Fifty States of Fright, and it's legitimately a good horror show. Like, um, so if, if you're okay with the subscription and you can only watch it on your mobile devices, Quibi is a pretty cool. Um, uh, Apple, well, sorry, let's not get that far into it. I don't want to get that far up Quibi's butt. They have one really good show that we like called 50 States of Fright, and it's a really good show. So, um, but the, uh, they're showing the, like, I think it's the first episode of the second season, um, or something of that nature where this is like the premiere, uh, at, or a premiere at Telluride. It's, uh, for the, for the Colorado, uh, so basically the premise of the show is, every state gets their own story, right? Um, 
So this red one, red rum one is for Colorado, and that's playing at um, Telluride, and I, I'm, I'm, it's 50 States of Fright I'm in. Like, the first two sold me, and I've just been riding that wave ever since. Because the, the other one that was cool was the one that was, like, in L.A. with, like, the witches or something. That was nice. Oh, with the, the Santeria thing? Yeah. Yeah, that was legit. I, th- I thought they were all so good. Yeah. I, yeah. I really, there there wasn't one that I didn't like so far and i i just i've loved it i think it's one of the best anthologies that we've had in a long time if not ever um like creep show and... is like this is like we're not even going to compare it to creep show because it's a totally different thing like creep show is good because of what it is but this is actually legitimately good anthology horror that's not trying to be cheeky or you know cheesy or anything like that yeah it, it does kind of do that a little bit in a couple of them like the uh, taxidermy guy that one's kind of goofy, a little bit, or a little wacky. I, I, I guess I shouldn't say goofy. What? Yeah, then the practical effects are nuts. Yeah, yeah. I, it, there was just there was something to love in every single one of them, mm-hmm. and I, I just I think it's been so well made, and so yeah, I'm super excited for the one that's based in Colorado. It's around the Stanley Hotel from The Shining. It's gonna be good. Yep. And then finally, let's get into uh, the one that Sickle is the most excited for. <laughs> Possessor. So, Possessor yeah. showed at Fantastic Fest. It's been talked about for a while. We've talked about it on the podcast before. And it's making the festival circuit, I think, because it couldn't get released in theaters easier. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> why don't you talk about Possessor? Because I'm not really interested in this as much as you are. Uh, I'm super excited for for Possessor. It's from uh, David Cronenberg's son, Brandon Cronenberg. Um, and uh, it's kind of this, like sci-fi thriller i mean i'll just you know i'll just read the synopsis it's about an elite corporate assassin uh using a brain implant technology she takes control of other people's bodies to execute high profile targets um and it's got this like but like where like the kind of like the sci-fi horror element comes in is that like when she takes over minds like there's kind of like a battle inside the mind and so she like has to murder the personality that's already there or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't know the details super well. And I've been trying to avoid uh, spoilers and review reviews up to this point because it has hit the circuit a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, I'm so excited for it. I was actually, um, I, I don't know, this will probably uh, offend some people out there, but um, I was actually not a big fan of Brandon Cronenberg's first movie. I think it was his first movie, Antiviral. I it's it, it had a very interesting premise, but I just didn't I just couldn't get into it. It was way too slow for me and too like wonky. But it was a it's about a guy that like he steals like STDs from famous people oh, to give that. them to other pe to like their hardcore fans because their hardcore fans like would feel that much closer to them. And I was like, it's kind of interesting, but also like insane. It was like a commentary on like how like infatuated we get with certain celebrities and stuff like that but i was like i have a hard time making that leap that we would ever go that far but i i don't know it's it, it i don't know it was difficult for me to really get into it and i thought it was pretty slow um i'm excited for this one though and i feel like it's gonna i don't know i it's so i've been dying to see this ever since i heard about it it kind of sounds and, like a weirder more artsy take of that aaron eckhart movie incarnate because like in that movie they did possession in a way that wasn't traditional and this movie sounds a lot like a non-traditional type of possession film, you know, like, hence the name being Possessor. Um, 
Yeah, but like, it's like it tech sounds based. like a way more artsy version of that incarnate film, and I think it's it sounds like the reason I'm not like I kind of checked out of it is because it's a little it sounds a little haughty, like and some of the trailer stuff is just a little bit like much, but that's the point. So it's just I don't want to be the person that says this, but it's just not meant for me. I think I'll watch it though with you because you're my friend. Well, uh, I, I mean, I think it's important for us to to note that um, Sean Bean is in it, so we know we're going to get a really cool death because uh, yeah, Sean Bean's going to get He hasn't died in. I can't name it's them. Such a, it's such a small, I can't I name them, but exist. they're there. Yeah. They exist. It's like some kid's <laughs> movie he doesn't die in because they couldn't handle it. Like, they just needed to rate <laughs> PG. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, honestly, though, Possessor does sound like it's going to be a really good movie. I just don't know if it's going to be my movie. So I gotta. I'm respecting the drip, Karen, and uh, like I'm really excited for everybody who's excited for Possessor because it's. I think it's gonna be like right up everyone's alley. I don't think it's gonna be this year's Daniel isn't real though because I really like that movie. And also, I don't think I don't think it could be Daniel isn't real for me because I didn't have Daniel is it, that what didn't have high expectations it was and on your radar, yeah. Yeah, to be honest, I, I feel like it wasn't on either of our radar. Uh, we, we kind of went into the festival. The, I mean, the reason that I went and saw it was because you were covering the other movie at the time. Mm-hmm. And it, it was kind of a, an afterthought. I was like, hey, I'll go see that one. You know, let's cover something different. And it just happened to be amazing. Yeah. And so th- that was the other thing about that one is that this one can't, this one can't out, outdo my expectations. All I can do is meet them. I've, they're too high. And Daniel Is It Real just blew my expectations out of the water. Yeah, and I, I, felt, I felt terrible not knowing how good it was going to be. <laughs> It's so good. All right, we got about ten minutes left, so let's go over the shorts. Um, and I'm just gonna do the ones I'm excited about, and then you can add the ones that you're excited about because I think you have more than I do, or you were, had a list that was bigger than mine. So, the first one that I'm excited about is called "Don't Let It In." Um, a any movie we've seen take place in the Everglades or an Everglades style area has been good, and especially when they have monsters in them, they've been good. Looking at you after midnight. So a short that does similar things to that can't actually be bad, and then the, the screenshot of the, on the short page looks really cool. So uh, I'm yep. in. Monster plus Everglades plus, you know, Catharsis, I guess. That's always good. Yep. Yeah, uh, that one's on my list, too. Uh, super excited for it. Uh, the screenshot looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's going to have, I think this is going to be one where it may it may end up being, like, fairly predictable, but will probably still be tons of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this next one I wasn't really expecting myself to get interested in, and the reason I did is really stupid, so bear with me, but ho- Hospital Dumpster Divers. <laughs> the person who's directed it, I can't tell, and I have never seen any of the other things that they've directed. Uh, but it has, so there's like, talking about how like a trash troll gets transformed by some like lack of proper medical waste disposal, and I'm like, oh cool, a troll, I'll, I'll watch this. Like, because every time I think of a troll, I think of Ernest Scared Stupid, and then I'm like, ah, trolls, I can do this. Like, it's just, tr- or, or like Troll Hunter. And so, like, and I think the director is from the same region that the Troll Hunter director was. So, um, you know, troll, trolls. Trolls. Norway. Trolls. Yeah, that was on my list, too. Obviously, the screenshot's like some, uh, some like 80s practical effects work, is what it looks like. Um, I just noticed this. It's a it's a solid twenty five minute runtime. Oh dang! Um, so it's got <laughs> it's got it's some uh, it's beefy. Seriously, no kidding. Yeah, 
so uh, yeah, I was excited for that one too. It looks like it's going to be that kind of like it is. It looks like it's going to be kind of like a uh, an '80s uh, homage romp, mm-hmm. um, and with some goofy practical effects along the line of like, you know, uh, what was that one called? Not Goonies, but the <laughs> other little dudes that come out of the toilet. I don't remember. Critters? What? No, not critters. It's they're they're, they're even less. What? Gremlins. No, not gremlins. No. Don't, don't, don't. I'll figure it out while we move on to the next one. I really want to keep guessing because I can't think of any more and I'm going to start making them up now. It's not Goonies. It's, it's, it's like that though. It's got a couple of sequels. They're just terrible movies. Oh man. Now the Chitlins? Nope. The Chitlins? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) The, The Crimpers. Uh, you're just, this is really, really bringing the podcast down. We're, we're going or to really it, upset our two listeners. Really good. We have two listeners. Sweet. This is just me and you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the next one I'm excited about is Red Light. Um, I love, uh, Halloween is really, I like Halloween. Uh, so anytime you start, put a movie on Halloween, it just gets like that much more. I'm more interested in it because stuff happens on Halloween that can't happen elsewhere in movies, right? Like. It's also got a lot of really crazy actors in it. Um, Ryan Krause and Ted Raimi. I feel like this is like them doing their friend a favor. Um, <laughs> because I don't know Al- who Alex Cahum is, who he is, or who they are. Sorry. And I'm not sure what they've directed because I didn't know- recognize any of it. Um, but it sounds fun. It's about a social media influencer uh, on a on way to Halloween party gets uh, trapped in like hell. Um and so we're not really sure where it's going to go, but it sounds like it could be interesting, I think. And, you know, I like Ted Raimi, so. Um, I don't, um, uh, off, uh, or I'm bringing us back around. Uh, I don't feel as um, stupid for not, for, like, getting stuck on Goonies because it's Ghoulies. Ghoulies oh, was I the answer. I can't, I never, I don't, I don't even remember what those look like, so. But I'm glad we're talking about that now, that I've just talked about Red Light, and now you have to give your opinion on it. Uh, honestly, that one wasn't on my list, so okay. we can just move on. Well, there you go. We'll uh, just keep that on your also, list. Um, um, Ted Raimi is doing a like kind of program after it, so you can make his favorite uh, drinks with him if you want to uh, afterwards. But that's only to pass holders, so get your passes. Because uh, yeah. you can also buy individual tickets, I guess is the point. Well, the last one I have on here is The Relic, and... Uh, the first part of the first sentence had me, and I didn't even need to read the rest. It says, a group of adventurers in search of a mythological object. And I was like, I'm in. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm in. We've already talked about horror adventure movies, and, like, you know, I'm a huge fan of, like, The Mummy and shit like that. So, um, you know, even if it's not super horror, it, like, it's got crazy stuff in it. So, I'm, yeah, I don't even care what it's about. I'm just going to watch it. It's not even, yeah, the relic I'm in. Yeah, that one seemed really uh, seemed really interesting to me too. Um, I yeah, like you mentioned, the mummy. It seems like it may go that route. It doesn't specify where they are mm-hmm. um, in the world, uh, so you you like you, you, your guess is as good as anybody's to what they're actually doing. But it seemed really interesting to me. I you know the the two movies that um, are named Relic out there. There's the Relic from like 1997. It's about the monster that attacks the museum. It's like a chimera thing. Makes me think and of then Hellboy there's... every time I think of that movie, like the the first Hellboy movie. That music Wait. is the thing that that attacks Hellboy in the museum that he then fights later in the subway. Always makes me yes. Think. When people say Relic, I always think of that. Yes, I mean it's pretty similar. I mean, like a couple of the scenes feel similar. Yeah. Hellboy's brighter. It's more well lit. 
But um, there's, and then there's also Relic, the one that we just talked about with the uh, haunted house kind of uh, theme. So this looks like it's going to be nothing like either of those. Uh, yep. And so I, I, I'm excited to see something, see a different take on some, I don't know, a fun thing. Mythological object can go a lot of different directions. Yeah, it can. Yeah. So any, any other ones you want to add on there? Yes. Um, I did want to mention uh, Tea Time. This one looks like it's going to be an awesome horror comedy. Uh, it's just uh, the screenshot is just uh, three stuffed animals um, sitting at um, a tea table, like a little kid's tea table. And it just says, while having a tea party, a little girl loses her temper and things get bloody. Just sounds awesome. It sounds like it's going to be pretty stinking hilarious. Um, I uh, this one, one you I didn't get oh, too sorry. excited about because I thought it was another Justin Harding vehicle or like movie, not vehicle, another Justin Harding movie, and it wasn't. And I was like, got kind of sad because that little blonde girl reminded me of the girl from Cookie, and I was like, oh. So that was, <laughs> it was purely personal. You just you like it's you like disappoint yourself. Yeah, I do and then <laughs> and then you can't get back but to I mean, being it, interested. It just in makes it. me not want to investigate them anymore, which is probably terrible <laughs> for like what we do. But that's why you're here. Well, speaking of movies that you uh, or short films that you just disconnected yourself from on your own, uh, Morbus. <laughs> yeah, a uh, young you couple discovers. It, no, no, I don't. Oh. And now you're disappointed. Oh. A young couple discovers an abandoned vehicle pileup on an isolated back road. Uh, that. Uh, synopsis combined with the image yes it it looks like the the image looks pretty gruesome uh it also looks very like ominous it's it's like it's kind of hard to tell what exactly is happening in the image but you can tell it's not good Uh, (laughs) it looks like it's a disfigured face uh and and like just picturing like i don't know what an abandoned vehicle pileup looks like and so i'm curious to know exactly what is happening there and there is daylight. a little trailer, but I'm not watching it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you're right. Like, I, I just attached that one to Morbius, and I got sad when it wasn't about vampires. And so I, like, was just like, I'm not going to talk about this. But it does seem like it's a cool... I actually was interested in it before I read what the title was. So <laughs> it does seem like I'll, I'll, I'll check that one out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's it for me. I mean, that, there was there was another one called uh, Drawing, um, and the uh, synopsis was a bit too long for me. Um, and so I, I was losing interest in the synopsis in the sense that, like, I'm like, okay, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm diving too much into this. To, I, I may, I may, I just want to watch it at this point. Um, it's 25 minutes, so it's another beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for a short film, it's a beast. Uh, and based on the synopsis, which is, it, it seems like one that would be moving along for a while. Um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes those ones turn out amazing. Uh, but this one, it does seem to be one of the art house shorts and I'm going to go ahead and make a toss out that, uh, Ifrit will hate it for sure. And, <laughs> and it, it may be even too much for me. Try. Okay. Like, <laughs> and, and I hate the lack of delivery in the majority of it. Like if you're going to put that much effort into something like, and call it horror, like scare me, like. Don't just show me flashy images of weird shit that doesn't make sense. You know, you ever watched Scary yeah. Movie, like, 3 or whatever one had the ring video in it, where they show the, like, the ring video of the lady and she's doing all this weird stuff, and it's, like, obviously a satire of that kind of, like, ring-style video? You ever see that? Yeah. 
that's what I think of when I think of art house. Like, so whenever someone says this is an artsy movie, like that that film of the ring from Scary Movie Three comes into my head. So or I it's just, ambiguous and non-linear, and it's just like, what's the point of this? Or like the gay cowboys eating pudding thing from South Park. All right. I don't so know now what you that know is. where I, I grew up watching South Park and. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, it's just—I mean, being an artist and um, and loving horror. Anytime I see those things kind of like coincide, I always get excited. But I don't know if this is going to hit the right note for me. But yeah. I, I mean, it's hard for me not to get excited about that when it when they when they're linked it's together. An interesting discussion because when I think artist and horror, I think of people like uh, uh, like like Adam Green or like SFX artists. You know, people that make crazy horror stuff happen, not that use horror as a vehicle for just like for commentary, right? Which you know, in the best backwards way, a lot of that stuff is commentary, but not as, like, on the nose. Which is funny, because nowadays, art horror is really on the nose relative to, like, Black Christmas originally was, you know? Like, where their comment, the commentary is, like, the, on the setting of time period, the slasher nature of it, and all that stuff, you know? Anyway, that's a whole different podcast, but I digress. Yeah, we could dive into art and and horror films like we could just spend an entire episode on hr geiger and we actually Alien. have an episode list to do that at some point <laughs> if we ever get to record an episode that isn't just about the news so maybe we need to do like <laughs> side shots <laughs> anyway we- we're done with telluride horror show wave two it's happening next thursday uh, so get your passes and you know like go watch some horror movies man Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. Super excited. It's not um, obviously. It's it's sad that we don't get to meet in person in in Telluride because Telluride's awesome, and everybody that goes is awesome. It's it's always a blast to get to see everybody that runs it. Um, we get to see those familiar faces, and uh, so that that is you know it's sad, but it, we're also doing the thing that's best and keeping everybody safe. And uh, so we'll just uh, we'll tough it out this year. Uh, enjoy the films online, and um, look forward to next year. See you next time. Yep. Thanks for All right, see you.